subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, you guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. Let's get to some texts before we get to coach on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. This first one comes from BG and Rogers. Y'all tell me if you agree or not with his text. No matter what happens on Saturday, this season is already a bust, a waste, and a disappointment. Mm. Do you agree that regardless of what happens on Saturday, that the season has already been characterized as how he just described it? No. I mean, uh, the, sure, the record's not what anyone wants it to be, but is it egregiously off from where you really thought it would be? Probably for most reasonable fans, it's a win-off. Maybe for some, too. But I don't know how you can say it's a it's a complete and total bust. How many people expected you to go beat LSU, Ole Miss, and Alabama, and A&M? You know, I, I didn't expect to go 0-4. I thought you'd go 1-3 in that stretch plus beat BYU, but I don't think it makes the... Entire season of us. We're trying to determine, as Chuck likes to say, the worth of the season when it's not even just barely over halfway complete. To this point, BG, I would say I agree with you. This season has been a bust. It's been a disappointment. I don't know how you counter that in any way, shape, or form. You shouldn't have gone 0-4 on that stretch. You shouldn't have lost to BYU at home. That being said, I'll push back a little bit on this idea that because if they win somehow, some way, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, I think there's a better chance for them to win four or five. I'd be shocked if they won five of five. But if they won five straight games, went seven and five, and then got to a bowl game, I think you'd have a lot of people saying, all right, this isn't this isn't horrible. This isn't bad. And I wouldn't characterize it as that. Again, that's maybe some would say that's far-fetched. But as we're seven games into this point, it has been a disappointment. No pushback yeah. on that whatsoever. Dif- difference though between disappointment and bust. It's been so, a bust. Now it could be a bust. I mean, you may be predicting what's going to happen. You lose this week. You lose. You only win a game or two the rest of the way. Yeah, it's a bust at that point. Billy from Claremore text in. He said this Saturday feels like a, a playoff game, and I don't think we're overstating how massive of a game this is. He feels like it to mo- in order to move on to the next round, you've got to be able to win this game to this point. This is another Ofer team in the Southeastern Conference. They're also dealing with injury issues like yourself. We'll get to some of Arkansas's coming up from Coach in just a bit. This is not a Dak Prescott, Dan Mullen-led Mississippi State team. This is a bad football team. If you're telling me you've been 35 days, and again, this is the SEC that scheduled it, you've had 35 days away from your home stadium. It's homecoming. People are coming back. And the idea that you would lose against a team that you opened up as a seven or eight point favorite is just not a good thought process to enter the heads of Razorback fans. They, I don't know if you'll be able to get over that the rest of the season. Get over losing to a team you're favored at at home. Oh, okay, if if that happened this week, correct? Okay, okay got you. Um, you know that, that's why this game is so critical because it sets a tone, sets the mindset headed into the bye. 
I always think winning into a bye, it's, it's like a win and a half because you don't have any, you can't do anything about it for two weeks. Losing going into a bye, man, it is, it, that is rough and sets a tone and a narrative that you just want to, I mean, you want to crawl under a rock. So, yeah, I mean, it, 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 just because of the vibe, just because of the circumstances, this is the biggest game of Sam Pittman's career. Yeah. Here's a text from Tyler Mountview. Here's, I guess it's a disappointment Tuesday because he's disappointed that Pittman is one of the elite recruiters and offensive line coaches in the country, and he missed big time on our offensive line. Yeah, I, I think if he could go back to – fall or spring and when there was looking at when the portal or excuse me the winter and the spring when the portal and looking there he would have brought in more guys they didn't they have to work with what they have there's been injuries to several different guys like Tykees Crawford Devin Manuel he had Brady Latham I think had that concussion in the in the fall so they've had to deal with some stuff and it just hasn't gone according to plan there were some positive signs in that Alabama game in the second half but again they have not pulled a full half together against a competent football team Western Carolina doesn't count it's not a count that's not a competent football team you have not played four quarters of offensive football against a competent football team all season well you got a three and three team and a two and five team and both desperately need a win so this is going to be somewhat of a gut check and who can battle the side. I, I don't think this game will be any different than what we've seen the last few weeks. I expect uh, Big C, a, a tight one-possession, 10-point game. I think it'll be hard for you know to, to think either one of these teams are going to run away from the other. Because this is a must-win and pretty much every game on the, left on the schedule is, do you change your approach in any way as far as aggressiveness? Do you go on fourth and one more? Do you go for it on fourth more? I know the game will kind of dictate that, but there's times where it's like if you feel, you know, it's a must win. And some of these possessions we've seen where we've punted or gone for it and didn't get it, it's come back to bite you. So it's just, do you change your approach at all? Do you play not desperate, but you obviously want to win. But how do you – because – all these close one-score games, you know, it comes down to one – usually it comes down to a couple plays in a game, a couple decisions, and you just don't want to lose another game like that. Turnovers, and like you said, red zone possessions, moving the chain. Sometimes it's not the red zone. It's the fourth and one at their 39-yard line, and whether you get it or not, that turns the game. Right. I mean, it determines whether you'll ever get to the red zone. So you're right. It'll, it'll be a couple of those key possessions, and then, you know – KJ's got to be good with the ball. This team didn't fumble the ball any last week at Bama. That's, you know, that, that's something you got to keep up. Ball security is huge this week. Uh, he didn't throw an interception last week either. That was a, no. a clean football game from his part, unlike mm-hmm. what happened in Oxford, Mississippi. I, I, I mean, you have a guy in Cam Little that we've seen that can yes. kick 50-yard field goals with ease. Arkansas has been bad for the most part and going for it on fourth down. The issue is you can't take a, a quarter or half off as an offense. Yes. Your defense, again, I mean, you look at Trey asked well, a good question. You're not playing Bama's defense either this week. Yeah, Trey asked a good question. I mean, your defense has won the majority of quarters this season, like 24-25 quarters this fall. Mm-hmm. I mean, this 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 offense is and ever, heading into the season, no one really had a question mark about the offense. You had returning starters on the line. You had guys that you were at skill position players you were excited about, guys you brought in. Of course, the running backs, you had K.J. Jefferson, and yet that has been the biggest, it's been it's been worse than special teams. It's been worse than defense. It is the worst unit on the team, collectively. It's the offense, and it's not close. Special teams 
has let you down with what one punt return and a couple shank punts. Defense has been there time and time again, with the exception of the second half against LSU. Your offense is the one that's that's failed you this. I mean, everybody knows that. I mean, um, it's been the offensive line is where we've started the conversation. Everyone on when when talking about the offense going into the year, question wide receiver and how good you'd be. That's probably been. The biggest surprise, maybe, uh, of the team, and then certainly on the offensive side, as far as being better than you expected, you thought the running backs would be the strength of the team, and I, I don't think you could sit here and say the running backs have been the strength of the team to this point. No. Rocket has less than 100 yards this season, and speaking of Rocket, here is his status when asked about this Saturday. I don't know. I really don't. He's not going to play Saturday, but I really don't know. You know, it just depends on how he feels and the progression of his rehab. And the I don't know is in reference to will he play the rest of the season. Now, when elaborating on that, Pittman also had this to say when he found out about Rocket. I found out Tuesday that he wasn't confident in his knee yet. There's just not a lot there. You can go back and listen to the press conference on hitthatline.com and our YouTube channel as well. But I don't, um, I maybe this is an over-speculation on my part. But I don't even know if we're going to see him at any other point this season. I, I said the same thing about Nick Smith. We ended up seeing him yeah. right before the regular season concluded and we saw him in postseason. Knees are just a tricky situation. and You just never know how certain guys react to him at this point. Well, and, and you bring up Nick Smith. We were talking before the show. It, this feels a lot like Nick Smith. And you, I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe I'm reading into the to coach's body language, watching this yesterday, listening to the last few comments about Rocket. It just feels like there's more there. And in this world of NIL, I get real skeptical now. I get really skeptical because the star players are making lots of money. You know, six-figure money, some upper six-figure money on this stuff. And, you know, there's there's more people around you. There's agents. There's there's people that got their hands on it that, that weren't involved four or five years ago. Now they are. So I... I Maybe I'm reading into what Coach is saying there, but it just feels like a really frustrating situation that, um, you know, in, in times past, the trainers and the coaches had kind of, kind of control of it with the player. Now there's just too many people involved. Yeah, it just kind of seemed like it was a little more serious than they let us led people to believe at the beginning. That's just kind of the vibe I got from it. But Or, I, and I don't know, it, it, you came back, played, they did talk about, you know, you just wish you maybe had a little more detail to, kind of get a better feel, but my, my skeptical antennas go up quickly on this stuff. All right, some more uh, text to get to on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Stormy says, stop trying to find good because there's nothing good you can take away. That's not no, true. that's not Bielema that's not right and Pittman record is identical at the same time. When is enough is enough, and he's not a recruit, uh, excuse me, elite recruit either. That comes from that's Stacks not true either. Rock. That's not true either. If, if Sam can win two more SEC yeah. games... He'll equal Bielema in four years, what Bielema did in five. I mean, and, and you can tell a non-conference record and all this stuff. What, what what matters is how you play in league play, ultimately. So, no, that's not true. And there are plenty of good things happening. And, I mean, do you have an elite all-SEC defense? No. But this defense, I mean, I don't think you'd be worse than two and five without this defense because I think you'd have won that, those first two games regardless. But, man, you, these the, it, it does matter how you lose. It does matter that you only lost by three at yeah. LSU. It does matter that you only lost by three at Bama. It does matter that you were within a possession against Ole Miss. Now, 34-22, I believe it was with A&M. That, yeah, 12 that, that, that game was really not as close as the final score indicates. But 
you haven't had your tail kicked up between your shoulder blades by any of these people. So, no, it does matter, and the defense is the reason it does matter, and there are positives to find. So, uh, you know, th- this whole idea and a few texts, this gloom and doom, it's all a bust. I, I Listen, I understand two and five is where nobody wants to be, but this hasn't been like an embarrassing um, no. tail kicking every week by these elite teams that are all ranked in the top 20. So when Nick Saban says this is a good football team, yeah. do you agree or disagree with what he's saying? I agree. I mean, like Tommy just said, this is the weirdest season ever as a fan, you know, because you're two and five and <laughs> you feel like you feel like you're not that bad. You know, normally when you're two and five, you you feel like you're just an awful team. This is not a good football team. This is a competitive football. Yeah, team. that's There's a good way a to put stark it. difference between the two. Saying this is a good football team is a fallacy, a lie, no. and incorrect. This is a competitive football team. Good football teams and great football teams find a way to win. Now, maybe they'll do that in the well, remaining Okay, five so what games. should their record be right now, Ty? Based on the schedule that they had, they should be 4-3 and three or 5-2. and two. I was not advocating for 6-1 and one out of the stretch. I sure as heck wasn't saying 7-0. and oh. You should not be two and five. You should okay. be at least so, so four. BYU th- would be the other you one. You should be at least, at a minimum, you should have won one of those road games. At a minimum. I mean, I'm counting the AM game as a road game. Four and three at a minimum, more like five and two. You have been in those games and you have choked in those games. People want to shy away from using that word. You have choked in those football games. I'm not pointing at anyone individually, collectively, as a coaching staff. And as a football team, you have choked in those four in four of those five games. So you're Period saying four and three or five and two. Four so and they're three. Two and, and a, they're two and th- five now. So if they won BYU, they'd be three and four. Correct. Where are the other two that they absolutely just said four and three at a minimum? I said you should have had well, a yeah, be two more, right? If you went from yes. three, you know. So where's it at? Either, pick one. Ole Miss, A and M. LSU. I mean, you should have won at least one of those games. Not Alabama. I understand that. I get it. I thought you had a chance, and you did this past Saturday. And again, when you needed the offensive line to come through for you, they weren't able to, which has been the story of this season all year long. You just wonder if that was shored up, how much better than that team would be. But yes, this season, again, it's been a, through this point, to our old, uh, old texters, been a disappointment. They have failed to this point. Now, again, we're seven games in. They can still succeed in these remaining five games. But this idea that this is a good football team that Saban said, using complimentary coaching words, don't agree with him at all. Don't agree with him one bit. This is not a good football team. There's some good things about this football team. But overall, um, this is a team that, I mean, certainly, you know, they played some great teams. But they're, they're, you know, they're not. You know, you can't qualify. Your record is what your record is. And if you've got some thoughts on this, you can jump in with us on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, 877-377-6963. Rick and Fayetteville texting. People act like they were blown out at LSU and Alabama. They've been in competitive in every game other than the second half against Texas A&M. Rick, you're right. And listen, I'm not sitting here like, I guess it was Dax that texted in like there's nothing good going on. But I'm also not taking the idea that this has been a good season or that we should just be blowing positive up your new you-know-what. This is the reality that you're sitting in right now. And Sam Pittman knows that at this point through seven games, this is not acceptable to the fan base. Okay? 
And I, I, I want to be very clear about that. He's not okay with me at this point. He said that in the postgame press conference. He said that in the press conference yesterday. He spoke to the idea of this being a must-win game. He didn't say must-win. I'm paraphrasing. He said they got to win on Saturday. And this is where you're at right now. You didn't have to be in this situation. Well said it, though. Yeah, you didn't have to be in this situation. This wouldn't have had to been a must-win game if you hadn't blown it against BYU and blown it against three other opponents. Let's talk to Nelson and Harrison, who's on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Nelson, good morning. Hey, guys. Just listen to the conversation you guys are having out there. This team is not a great team, but this team is good enough. When you're in the fourth quarter with the lead, you're good enough. You've got the parts. There's just been three or four things. And and the main thing, guys, in all of this, 5-13 and 13 is KJ. I mean, you can't say that he wasn't involved in all of these. And he's been close enough to win. Tom Brady built his name on winning the close games, winning in the fourth quarter. KJ has to step. Look at look at Daniels in at the Missouri game. The guy could barely breathe because his ribs were hurting so bad. But he was running. The, he he wanted the end zone. KJ has to quit making mistakes, and, and the defense has to help him. But guys, we've got enough. You don't stay in a game and be leading in the fourth quarter and then get the ball back with a chance to to seal the deal and you know and not get a little bit of the blame here. No, I I, I mean there there's some there's some truth to that. I mean KJ hasn't been great this season and I think it's a combination of him not necessarily messaging with Dan Enos and not taking that next step as well. But I mean to blame him in the Alabama game when they only rush like four or five guys and he just gets demolished in the backfield, that's not on him, right? I mean it's one thing if he misses a throw or misses a read, which he did once or twice in that game. He wasn't perfect, but you also wouldn't have been in that game if he hadn't made some plays like he did. So there is some truth to again the idea that the end of games haven't gone according to plan with him at the helm at times, but he's also been the one to keep you in those games when a lot of other areas were deficient at that point. It, KJ's part of the equation because of some of the deficiencies in the passing game, but just like the play where he sheds off the the defender for Alabama, he brings so much to the table that's that's unique and no one else can do. And, uh, you know, that's... You wouldn't be where you're at without him. And you say, well, where are we at? We're two and five. Well, you've been getting beat 49 to seven along the way. And it'd be a whole different. How you lose does matter. Yeah, you, you can just say an L is an L and it doesn't matter if it's one or 41. But I, I, I'm not in that camp with you on, the, on that philosophy. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more info call or text the mcclarty daniel hotline at 877-377-6963 mcclarty daniel a vehicle for every lifestyle when you're looking for a new car you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust you've probably heard that mcclarty daniel means making deals but what i'm inspired by the most is that mcclarty daniel means making a difference in our community 
When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Alright, let's welcome in Bruce Stanton now to the program, Pradco Fishing. Big win in Knoxville this weekend. Kind of a grinded out game, Bruce, but balls get it done 20-13 to 13 against the Aggies. Well, most people probably would think if they saw the stat sheet, Tennessee would 100 yards pass, and that's a loss. But you got to give credit to Hopple. They're running the ball well. Uh, they had over 260 yards rushing. Uh, their defensive line's playing real well. And, uh, you know, they were able to hold the Aggies down. And uh, you need to get the Aggies on the road, Ty. You need to get out of that uh, neutral site thing. They've lost seven straight road games. So that that was there for the taking this year. One more year. And Jerry World, technically the year the way team, so it actually benefits you next year. But then after that, the first game hopefully will be played in Donald W. Reynolds Raceback Stadium in, in 2025. And it people, probably won't be. You don't think so? Hey, you know, you know, I was listening to you guys about the golf and betting, and I was I was getting on my high horse. Well, I don't bet, and I'm thinking of all the times I've been with a group of buddies or with a buddy in a boat, and you bet twenty bucks on the big bass or. Who has the most bass? So yeah, fishermen do that too. Yeah, and is there is there that one guy that never seems to have his wallet or never pays? It's usually young guys and us older guys. Like you're talking about Venmo. I had to Google that. I knew what that was, but <laughs> we don't. It's it's a cash deal on the boat. You know, yeah. I, I'm sure y'all done it on the White River, Tommy. But yeah. it's a it's a cash deal, big fish. Uh, and you usually got to buy in up front. There's no IOUs. Right, right. You got to put your money in the pot. So yeah. A younger, like my generation, the generation behind me, when we hang out with people that are older than us, we need to carry cash because mm-hmm. typically betting takes place at this point. Well, I to keep you like three twenties hidden in the car just for these scenarios. Scenarios just yeah. to be safe. <laughs> just, just get you an envelope, hide it somewhere. And you got to remember where you hid it, but you know, I got to figure out how to hide work. just some money in the car. I just uh, it. The ATM is just something I I don't free I need to frequent more. I actually need to top it, stop in and, and see the tellers more often. I just don't I just don't ever think yeah. to do that. I add the points up on my credit card and that's how I usually do it at that point. Oh, old guys like cash, Ty. Yeah. Hey, cash is key. That's what I've heard. Uh, yep, cash and fairways are king over the course of the years. <laughs> All right, let's go and get into it. It is our Pradco Pyramid of Power. Who are the best football teams in the SEC? SEC. Let's find out. Perhaps I could be of some assistance. This is the Pradco Pyramid of Power. All right. By the way, do you guys pay up on inebriated bets, or is it just bets that you do when you're stone cold sober? Doesn't matter. We don't get inebriated, Ty. We always have complete control of our faculties. Yeah. That's a story you got to tell your wives, too. But Mm -hmm. you can uh, can trot that one out there. It's not going to stick. You'll outgrow it someday. 
Well, Vandy wanted to uh, rock the apple cart here, and they tried early. The game had ended at 14.52 left in the first quarter. Um, this thing would look different, but it didn't. But uh, Vandy played pretty well against Go Georgia. Doors. Got their first touchdown, Bruce, uh, against the Georgia Bulldogs in five years. You see that stat last week? George had or Vandy yeah. scored a touchdown on uh, Georgia in five years. They get one early. Uh, Vandy goes down to Georgia 37-20, but kind of an admirable performance. Georgia's still the king of the mountain in the Pradco Pyramid of Power. They're off this week ahead of the cocktail party. Uh, 7-0. and They're halfway through league play at 4-0. Right now, Georgia's number one until proven otherwise. Tommy, the big thing coming out of Vanderbilt wasn't a touchdown. It's the Brock Bowers injury. And yep. if he's truly if he's truly out the rest of the year, that kind of changes the dynamic for Georgia a little bit. It might be the best tight end in the country. Might be one of the best uh, football players in the country. And that, that'll be a big loss. I think he's been along for all of their winning streak. Uh, the key cog in it, that, that'll be a big loss if he's not able to get back on the field this year. I'm yeah. reading this morning a, a new report that just came out. November 17th, he's going to get cleared to play the following day. That's that's kind of the plan right now <laughs> against Before Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, Bruce, you kind of said that like a, like with a little pep in your voice, like like a Tennessee fan. We're, like, hey, we're, we're going to put banana out the rest of the year. <laughs> we got banana peels. We got banana peels all over the hotel they're staying at. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, spoken like a real Tennessee fan. There. Brett, Brett McMurphy and Pete Thamel are reportedly yeah. uh, four to six weeks, probably going to miss the remainder of the regular season. It looks like they're. I mean, that offense, like you said, yeah, Bruce, changes, changes the dynamic. That's that's not a team that can win the national championship without their All American mm-hmm. tight end. He's the best. I love Jaden Daniels. That's the best player in the SEC. Brock Bowers. Yeah, you know he is. Florida's already pulled one upset in rivalry game with Tennessee. Could they do it again? I don't know. We'll we'll wait and see in a couple of weeks. All right, Bama's still number two. I just don't think, and you know, they beat Ole Miss, still got LSU until proven otherwise. They're the second-best team, struggled with the Razorbacks, but beat them 24-21, play Tennessee this week. Huge cigar game. Uh, I got Alabama number two, Bruce. I agree. And, you know, they're getting some tough games at home. Uh, Bryant-Denny crowd seems to lift them. I think if they'd have played Arkansas on the road, that maybe that would have been a little different, but... Uh, they got Tennessee coming to town. I think they're clearly number two uh, until someone figures out how to beat them again. Ole Miss number three on a bye last week. Can't really downgrade them for having a week off. Five and one, two and one in league play. They get Auburn this week. Auburn's really kind of started to slip backwards. Uh, six o'clock game on ESPN. I got Ole Miss number three. It's at Auburn. Uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, you got no O against no D, but. Ole Miss, you just got to think they'll find a way to pull that out. All right. Georgia 1, Alabama 2, Ole Miss 3. The Tennessee Volunteers move up to the number 4 slot this week with me after the win over A&M. Defensive battle, like you said, a lot of running of the football, not a lot of passing for Tennessee. They get Bama this week, as we mentioned a minute ago. I got Tennessee number 4 in the league on the Pradco Pyramid of Power. Yeah, I'm, I'm homering up with you. I got Tennessee number 4. and The problem is... You know, Milton has that 100-yard arm. He just still hadn't figured out how to throw it 10 accurately. And I think that's going to cause Tennessee to lose some football games, uh, probably two or three more, just he's not accurate. Tennessee runs the ball as well as anybody, and they're playing defense very well right now, but very one-dimensional right now. They can't they can't throw uh, the, the vertical game right now. Got the Tigers at number five. Which ones, though, right? LSU, LSU number five. They're five and two on the year. They have already played five league games at this point. 
They beat Auburn 48-18. They get Army this week in a non-con game. Their schedule the rest of the way after the Army game, by week, they get ready to get ready for Bama the following week in Tuscaloosa. Bama, Florida, Georgia State in a non-conference game, then A&M to wrap it up. LSU right now, my number uh, five team in the Pradco Pyramid of Power. Yeah, I'm right with you on LSU. They did beat Missouri, so they deserve to be a spot ahead of them. I kind of look at them like a two-man team. It's Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors. I'm not real impressed with their defense and a lot of their other parts, but those two are pretty special. And Missouri cracks the Pradco Pyramid of Power for the first time for me. Number six slot, they beat Kentucky. It was a put-up-or-shut-up game in the East uh, for kind of third place, if you will. And uh, Missouri claims that mantle. They got a chance to still elevate themselves from there. 38-21, they beat Kentucky. They get South Carolina. Another game, you can't slip on the banana peel, but uh, they check in number 20 in the AP poll, and I've got Missouri right now, Bruce, uh, uh, number six in the Pradco Pyramid of Power. Well, it took you a month. I've had him in there since you were sick. Uh, they've been playing well. Brady Cook's throwing the ball around. They've got great receivers. Uh, you know, the, the defense is better than I thought they were. That was a big win uh, beating Kentucky. And they got down 14 to nothing in that game. Uh, some of my Kentucky fans just don't know, still don't know what happened. But uh, that, that was a big win on the road for Missouri. By week after South Carolina, then Georgia in Athens. If that game was in Columbia, I might be willing to think and, and entertain the idea of an upset, but it's not. It's uh, it's in Athens. Uh, then Tennessee and Florida, both in Columbia, and then finish with the Razorbacks uh, is what the rest of the way looks like for Mizzou, who's sitting sitting at 6-1. and one. All right, after uh, those top six, got them in this order, A&M, Florida, Kentucky, Arkansas, Mississippi State. They'll decide that this week on the field. Auburn, Vandy, South Carolina rounds out uh, the 14 in the league. Where am I right? Where am oh, I you wrong? Got, you got South Carolina all the way at the bottom? I got South Carolina at the bottom. Uh, I thought Vandy played good enough in the loss against Georgia to move them out of 14 into 13. Wow, that's that's the biggest news of the poll. Well, uh, I, I, I had I still had South Carolina above Mississippi State and Vanderbilt, but no, nah, I, I respect that. They're 1-3, 2-4. I mean, when you get down to 12, 13, 14, it's – it, it really doesn't matter at that point. But no. I thought Arkansas, the way they played against Alabama, the way they played competitively, you know, I, you know, they're two and five, but I think they're, we're going to find out if they're better than Mississippi State. We're going to find out if they're better than Auburn. But I don't think there's a world, world of difference in any of these teams. But I think Arkansas right now, with the way they played, despite the record, to me, the eye test, thing, I think they're better than a couple of those teams. I think they'd be. We need to print T-shirts. Arkansas is in the top ten well, in the, in the Franco Pyramid of Power. Well, they, you know, That's the top T-shirt. We'll see if they can stay <laughs> there uh, this week. So Georgia, Bama, <laughs> Ole Miss, Tennessee, LSU, Mizzou. That's the uh, top six in the Pradco Pyramid of Power. The Year of the Sauce continues at Buffalo Wild Wings. Introducing Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and the return of hot barbecue sauce to the Buffalo Wild Wings Sauce lineup. Try both Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and Hot Barbecue Sauce for a limited time at your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings in Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, sauce, beer, and football. 
Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. So Landon Jackson, who had a fantastic game this past Saturday, 11 sacks, three and a half, or excuse me, 11 tackles, three and a half sacks. He's got 10 and a half tackles for loss and five and a half this season. Was named not the defensive lineman of the week in the SEC, the co-defensive lineman of the week in the SEC, which is just... Uh, who else got it? Peachy. I didn't see. I'm going to be honest. I didn't see who the other guy was. I just thought they have it was a good funny. week. I mean, I, I mean, you know, sometimes two guys have great weeks. Three and a half sacks, eleven tackles for lost defensive lineman. Good weeks, though. I, I'd be hard pressed to see the other kid that match Landon stats. You don't know who it is. I don't care. I didn't have to look. <laughs> they didn't outdo Landon. Oh, you don't know that. Christian, double check and see what that other kid. Go to the SEC account. See it. I care. I didn't even. Well, I didn't even waste my time. Mm. I just. It's not. It's not surprising. You're passing judgment without any facts. Yeah. Well, okay. the fact is, Landon had a better week, and it should have been a co. Mm. But of course, it is to this point. Basketball AP poll came out. Arkansas finds themselves once again in the top twenty. They are number fourteenth in the AP poll. Now listen to some of the teams that you're playing this year. Duke's at two. Purdue's at three next Saturday. Tennessee's at nine. A&M's at 15. Kentucky's at 16. Alabama's at 24. Hmm. You might get a chance to play UNC and Nova. Also down in the Bahamas as well for that. It's the Bahamas or Maui this year? It's Bahamas. Bahamas. Yeah, Bahamas, Bahamas this year. Maui last year. And uh, first time since the mid-90s that Arkansas has been in the preseason top 25 for three straight years. Fourth time in program history they've been able to accomplish that feat. You're thought of pretty highly heading into this season, which technically starts this Friday against UT Tyler. Yeah, and you know those are exhibition games; won't count in your record. Now, if you beat Purdue, people people will want to count it, even though it doesn't count. But yeah, I don't know how you go out putting a poll like this together when rosters are so different than where they were. I mean, you can track guys from last year and try to figure out, but man, it's a wild guess. You know, if Arkansas was number eight, I'd agree. If Arkansas was number eighteen, I'd probably say it's, I don't know. It feels to me like they're a little better than fourteen, but based on what? I mean, I just think it's really hard to know anything at this point based on port, transfer portal, NIL, all this stuff changing people's rosters over so much. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, back to the Landon Jackson thing. JW texting. Christian, you've got I think a, you've got a point here, Ty. Um, he, this guy, James Pierce Jr. for Tennessee, co-defensive lineman of the week, registered three tackles, two tackles for loss, one sack, and a dominant career high five quarterback hurries. And you, I mean... I mean, that's a good game, but did, would you say Landon had 11? Why did, uh, 11 total uh, tackles. Oh. 11 tackles, three and a half sacks well, against Alabama and Jalen Milrow. Yeah. Well, it's not like A&M and Tennessee or what are we dog doing? meat. What are we doing, Birmingham? What are we doing? Give us something. <laughs> <sighs> drives me nuts. The right, whole may, world's against us. Uh, every time, every year. Drives me nuts. Well, play that card. Keep uh, playing. I'm going to keep playing it until they put me to the ground. Razorback born, Razorback bred. Yeah. My dial will be Razorback dead. 
All right, so the game this Friday, as I mentioned, 6.30 gets UT Tyler. You have a chance to go to both games this Friday and then the football game on Saturday for 40 bucks. You just got to enter the promo code FALLBALL. Tommy, I mean, there's going to be a lot more people next Saturday at 3 o'clock. See, it's 3, 3, 3, I think it's 3 o'clock when you take on Purdue. But I would guess you have, well, I know there's high school football Friday night. You get 12000 in Bud Walton oh, this Friday? So. Not no, that much? Okay. So. What do you think it's going to be at? Depends on what the weather is outside, too. I mean, what do, other, what do people have to do getting ready? I, I don't know what it'll be. I mean, I don't, don't want to get into guessing crowds, but, you know, seven, 8000 Maybe they'll have a bigger crowd than, than you expect. I just hope people that walk up want to t- and, and find a way to get people in because it will not be a full house. Yeah. People got things to do. It's Friday night. Now, there will be a good crowd in town just simply because of an 11 a.m. game, and people will be looking for something to do and – if the weather's bad outside, you may have a a, um, a crowd inside. I didn't look at the weather to see what it is. It's going to be chilly. And um, what is kickoff? I think know, is sixty four. Tommy on Saturday. People come in. They go to dinner. Go to Dixon. Do things. You know. Maybe watching basketball will be on a lot of people's minds. Saturday night at 6.30, it is 65 degrees. Mm. It's not bad. You'll take that, especially in Fayetteville. It's all of a sudden we're we're going to be classic Arkansas weather. We're just skipping fall. It'll go. We'll have like two weeks of fall weather, and it's just going to go straight to winter weather. I hope not. I mean, we're you know because sixties, seventies. I think it's going to warm up, like you said, towards the end of the week. So we're getting good fall weather right now. Yeah. Last thing here in your hog update: Arkansas volleyball coach Jason Watson's team in the top ten for the first time ever in program history. They've got a big weekend ahead against two road opponents in the Southeastern Conference. I think it's, it goes Tennessee, then Kentucky. I think it's. Tennessee on Thursday and then Kentucky on Sunday, if I remember that correctly from reading it off yesterday. But congrats to them. They've been rolling this season as of a lot of other sports on this campus to this point. That is going to do it for your Hog Update this morning. Brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. Now we're going to be at Lululemon, Tommy, on (laughs) Friday. And you were telling me you're going to have some friends that are coming up early this weekend that are going to get there at 6. I've gotten a bunch of, I'm going to be there at 6 a.m. text. For those that don't know. Better be. Yeah, we are giving away. I say we, I I keep saying we. Lululemon, John Daniels team are giving away 50 pairs of their ABC Lululemon pants. They're shockingly yeah, 47. One for me, one for you, one yeah. for Chuck. There'll be 47 left. Yeah. Big yeah. C, what size you wear? Uh, I don't know off the top you of my head. You don't know what size I, pants you wear? I think I'm 34, 32. The, I think I'm a 36, yeah. Uh, 34, 32. You know what you're at? Uh, 32, 38. You know, I've got long legs. <laughs> I was going to see if you knew the difference. I, my, my eyes were Might be the other way around. I was like, is that right? 36, 31 okay. is preferred. Tells you how often I buy jeans. Yeah, I've had the I've had the same pair of jeans for a while. But again, we're going to be there on Friday. 50 pairs of their ABC pants. Shockingly comfortable. So you can take advantage of they that. They got nice shirts. They got a lot of nice. I mean, people think Lululemon. They think women's yoga pants. And there's it's a really good lineup of men's stuff. I've got a pair of Lulu pants. I'm saving them in my closet for Friday. I'm going to wear them to the event Friday. Well, John's apparently suiting us up on Thursday, oh, so man. you don't even have to bring them. You'll just get fitted, quote unquote. Maybe fitted. I'll wear them Thursday then. Oh, there you go. Well, I do. I all... bring my credit card too. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, swipe the card, get yeah. something for Laura as well. Yeah. So we had mentioned this yet. Congrats to the Dallas Cowboy fans after last night. First sack of the night. Herbert gets rid of it. And he's picked. Intercepted by the Cowboys. The catch is good. 
That sealed the deal. Stephon Gilmore, one of the pickups he had in the offseason, 20-17, to 17, the final, defeating the Los Angeles Chargers and, Dust, and Justin Herbert. There are a lot of Cowboys fans yeah. there in Los Angeles. I, I feel bad for the Chargers because even when they play at home, they're on the road. I was about to say, like, literally, we, they had no home field advantage whatsoever. So it's like if we would have lost that game, that would have even – that would have made it worse. You stay up for the fourth quarter? Did you make it that far? I did. Cause it, I did not. I did. And that's where it all happened. I mean, that was where the game really uh, turned, you know. I was I was passed out by 830 last what was night. It, I was reading it this morning, uh, looking at it, the game-winning field goal. I don't know how late that was, was but what, 39 yards or whatever it was to, to win the game. It was kind of interesting seeing Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy go at it, you know, because Moore was the OC for Dallas what, a couple years ago, and you know, they didn't really look great on offense. Neither did the Cowboys. It was a surprisingly defensive game. I didn't think the Chargers would be able to hold Dallas down that long. Yeah, big uh, win. At, you know, needed needed that in the rebound, and then and that, you know, with the Forty ers losing to the Browns. I mean, I you yeah. know, and the Eagles losing that that you had to win that game really for the Cowboys to keep keep yourself in the hunt. Did y'all, the NFC. Did y'all see that real animated Chargers fan on the screen last night? She was. Real end of the game, they kept showing her. It was it was pretty funny. If, y'all, if not, y'all need to look look her up. I mean, I missed that. But the Cowboys again win last night. They are have a bye this week before yep. I forget their week eight matchup. They do have a bye. Rams, Rams, yeah, yeah, Rams coming up. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Tom, welcome into the program as always. Appreciate you joining us. Coach Pittman, we played the clip at our top of our open they got to win on Saturday. I mean, usually you don't hear coaches as straightforward as he was given this situation. What, what did you think about his comments at the tail end of the press conference speaking to how important this game is? Yeah, good morning, guys. And that is true. And I, I chose to use that as my lead quote, um, basically saying, you know, <laughs> we have to win this game. And um I think he meant it more like along the lines of, uh, you know, as a program, you know, after what we've been through and all that. And he knows there's a lot of pressure and there's some discontent among the fans and all that. But um, I think I think he just hurt so much for the kids that, that uh, despite all the, you know, the negativity, despite the, the criticism about the run game and, you know, the things they haven't been able to do offensively, that, that they've given Alabama – a big time run for their money. I mean, obviously Alabama 
appeared to start coasting or whatever, you know, taking the foot off the gas, and they they pulled close. But you don't do that unless you're, you know, you you believe in the game plan and your teammates and you're and you're playing hard. I mean, that does it just doesn't happen. And so you hurt for the Razorbacks if you're Sam Pittman that you lost by three to LSU and by seven to Ole Miss and by three to Bama. I challenge any team in the country to play that four game stretch Arkansas just did. And I mean, I know there's teams that have bigger, you know, talent pools and what have you that probably would have won a game or so along the way. But I don't know. I, I, I feel where he's coming from that they, that they, he wants the fans to come out. He wants the, the, you know, the populace to believe in this team and how hard it's trying and to show up and try to help them beat Mississippi State. So you mentioned the fans. We, we've taken plenty of calls and texts throughout the last couple of weeks about, again, lethargic, maybe maybe apathy to a certain extent. Coach Pittman talked about how many seats they've sold for Saturday. What kind of crowd, what kind of atmosphere do you expect for homecoming at 11 a.m., Tom? Yeah, um, I, I'm going to have to take him at his word that they're just a little short of a sellout at this point. Um, that's, that's a good point. I need to talk to some folks in the administration today and see, you know, how close that really is. But um, I expect it to be close to capacity, and um, I, I haven't checked the weather yet either. Maybe y'all could brief me on that. 64 but decent, to kick off. 64? Mm-hmm. Nice, it, it, nice like, it, it sounds like a beautiful day, and it'll warm from there, and – I don't know, man. If you if if you're a fan of the team and as as discontented as you might be that they're on this losing streak, um, and again, I contend there were extenuating factors in the BYU game. They just didn't match BYU's intensity and so on. But um, you, you'll show up and and try to get them. I mean, this is a, Arkansas has been dealt a rough, rough hand. Mississippi State's coming off of a bye week, and yes, Will Rogers and Joe Quavius Marks were hurt. And I don't know what their availability is going to be, but they're they're going to be as about as healthy as you can be, and obviously um, got an, a few extra days to plot and and put in stuff for this game plan. So they're going to be at, at close to peak capacity. Whereas Arkansas's got several guys dinged up, and they're playing their eighth game in a row, and will not be at peak capacity. So we'll see how it matches up. Yeah, Tom Murphy and all of our guests join us on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Coach was asked yesterday about Rocket Sanders, and I don't know was basically the the core of his answer. Tom, this is starting to feel kind of like a, a Nick Smith Jr. type of situation with this knee. Uh, what's your read on what is going on with Rocket? Yeah, my read is it's starting to sound like a Nick Smith situation. Um, <laughs> and look, here Rocket Rocket was the franchise tailback last year, fourteen hundred yards, and it just feels like you know there's people talking to him about what's in his long term best interests short-term best interest and all that kind of stuff. And um, at, at, the, at the bottom line of it, he hasn't looked very good, but, but how much of that is a knee? How much of that is the O-line? It's a frustrating thing for him. And he said all the right things. I mean, we, we actually talked to him last Tuesday night. And he's just basically saying, hey, it's in God's hands. And so um, I feel for the kid that uh, you think you're going to have a big follow-up year to 1,400 yards, and he, he's stuck on 91. And his knee's hurting him. So um, I think, you know, we said from the very beginning about this position group that it's deep and they have enough talent there. And so I think we're going to see a good dose of uh, Rashad DeBinion and A.J. Green and Dominic uh, Johnson if they need him. And, and then you still got Augustov as well. So they're plenty deep at the position. 
they just need to find a way to, to let the run game be helpful to them. Yeah. To, um, and when you think back to the last couple of years, there were so many runs per game that broke quickly past the first level. And then they're dealing with safeties coming up, and they're dealing with nickelbacks, and linebackers, their pursuit angles have changed. And they had so many big explosive run plays. And this year, I mean, if they get a four-yard gain on first down on a run, that's a big positive. And Sam even said that yesterday. And, you know, they did have a few against Alabama. So they're still trying. Um, the run game's still part of what they do. But uh, the way Mississippi State uh, sh- shoots guys in the gaps and the way they come at you, it may be that the, the quick pass game is the you know the most logical way to move the ball in this game. It just feels like in today's college football world with, with the NIL money and with with you, you mentioned other people in their ears, you know, that there's more people to listen to. And when you got pro prospects, I just become skeptical. And then you factor in the offensive line and in the way they perform this year. It, it just it just makes me wonder really, you know, what the future is and wh- whether we see him again this year. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't think it's a, you know, I don't think you can draw any conclusion that, oh, he'll be back in a couple of weeks when his knee's better, you know, after the open day or that he may not suit up again. I, I really don't know. He's a team captain. And I, know, I do know this, that the game means a lot to him that his teammates have because every time we've talked to him, he's, he's talked about things from a team perspective. But I do believe also that, yes, NIL and all those things um, play into it. And so, you know, this is just going to be one of those where we're just going to have to kind of sit back and wait and see how things progress. Tom Murphy with us here on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. He's with Whole Hog Sports and the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Tom, you, you mentioned the quick passing game. Am I off base on the idea of starting Isaiah Satania over Isaac Tesla? And I know Tesla is a great possession receiver and got hands, but even a short bubble screen that Isaac caught was a 12-yard gain. I mean, I, I, I'm seeing Tesla take it three or four yards, still get the ball. We saw that great catch he had in that game. If you're looking for explosive plays... Is that a move that this team should make, at least try it for Saturday? Well, I mean, regardless of who starts the game, Satania is going to get his reps now. They've seen what he can do. I mean, that was a great catch in the end zone. I mean, KJ had to fire that. It was right over a linebacker's outstretched hand, and uh, it wasn't an easy catch, and Satania made that. Uh, And, yes, those bubble screens, if you can get guys, you know, screening guys off or, or, or blocking them in some manner, Satania's the kind of guy who could bring, go, it all, go all the way with it. And so, you know, Tesla had a couple of positive plays on the similar plays um, last week, too. So here's the thing. They've shuffled guys around. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Tesla was out. Tesla was in. Uh, Jaden Wilson was like the starting slot. And now um, he, he's more on um, the flanker type. So, um, you know, look, Broden's drop was – they haven't had many blatant drops this year. But that one, to start the game – on third down, that was a big one, and his playing time dropped off as a result. When they get a chance now, they've got to deliver. I mean, right now, Andrew Armstrong is the, the kind of the lone guy, you know, that you can count on. I mean, he, the way he stretched across on that two-point conversion, that's just a beautiful individual effort. So um, I, I think they're, they're casting about to find who can, who can give us productivity, and I think Satania's in that boat, and I do believe Tesla is still in that boat. Um, and... You can tell their their offense has morphed a little bit, and the fact that they've 
gone up-tempo a little bit. They're trying everything they can. That's the uh, wide receiver position. Running back position, Coach also got asked about A.J. Green yesterday, who's your leading rusher right now. I think he had like 46 yards in this game. Why, why do you think they haven't featured him more? Coach mentioned that there's going to be more half-and-half half on Saturday. Right. Uh, you know, that's a great question because A.J.'s got the highest, you know, per run. And even if you take out the 55-yard touchdown against BYU, he's, his per carry average is higher. So, uh, but Duvinia, we know, is a very good back. Um, and they're starting to get a little bit more uh, yards before contact and, and get, uh, getting a little bit more yards after contact. And they, they like him more as the between-the-tackles guy. But I think you've got to give A.J. Green the full gamut. And I, I, think, I think splitting the reps up half and half between them is a good idea. It's unfortunate that Dubinian slipped on his cut on Arkansas's final set of downs because it looked like uh, they were sitting off the right edge. There were some good blocks on that side of the ball, and he saw it, and he made the cut. He just fell. But if he gets by that cut, I know there's a, uh, a receiver out there blocking a DB. Depending on how that block goes or if Dubinian can get by that defender, it could have been a big play. No. So, um, yeah, I, and I think – Dominic Johnson might still factor in, so I'll make a great catch in practice yesterday. But, um, yeah, at the more A.J., I, I think the better for this Arkansas offense. Yeah. Tom, talk about the mentality of a win versus a loss going into a bye week and how teams generally react uh, when you're in a situation like this when you've got kind of two weeks to stew on, uh, on either a, a good situation in a positive or, or if the negative happens. Yeah, um, you know – a sixth loss in a row, um, and then you have to win every game. And you're coming back to play Florida on the road again. Not good. I mean, we see what it's like on the week to week with the you know quote negativity, and so um, a win, and then you you still have a little wiggle room to get eligible. And Missouri looks like it's going to be a really tough matchup at the end of the year, and obviously Florida um, in the swamp. Uh, Arkansas never won there, even though in '09 they they got robbed. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a world apart between getting back on the winning column, having a winning locker room, going into your open date versus a sixth loss in a row. Because, you know, these players, their minds have got to be strong to, to deal with everything they have to deal with on the weekly. And so they need to be in a positive frame of mind going into that open date. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.